Isaac Shade here, co-host of the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Join Andy Patton and me every Monday as we break down all the buzzer-beating action, conference rivalry games, and need-to-know bubble matchups ahead of the NCAA tournament. Check out the Locked On College Basketball Podcast every Monday, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Signing day is here. Yes, we might miss out on Jaden Walker, but hey, is the day still overall a positive and... Yeah, fine. We'll talk about that basketball team. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of Lockdown Spartans is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Lockdown for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Go see the hockey team, the gymnastics team. Go go see a team that wins. Anything that has any meaning behind it. Anyway, Spartan friends and Spartan family, welcome to Lockdown Spartans. Your team in green and white every single day. Connor, what's up, man? How you, dude? How you? Just two losers getting together talking about a losing team because that's all we do when we join on this show is talk about a loss. How you doing, fellow loser over there? You doing okay? This is, I mean, like, it's so fitting that we lose a game like that on the night that I'm coming on your podcast. It's best to, like, tell yeah. tell everybody when I'm coming on just so they can be prepared for it. I did. I, you know, that's how I ended the show yesterday, actually. I gave people the heads up that you were joining and this was going to be a loss. Did not make it any less infuriating. Now, we are going to get to basketball in segments two and three, but Connor, I'm going to ramble here for a little bit to set the table, okay? We are recording 15 minutes after yet another devastating, lackluster loss on the road for Michigan State. We should be getting on here, screaming our faces off, having emotional meltdowns as two grown men making just clowns of ourselves. But we're going to get to that in segments two and three because we're going to start with football. And here's why. Say what you will about this show, but the basketball shows this season have been our lowest-rated basketball shows like ever since I've been doing Lockdown Spartans, which is like five, six-ish years. So you, you, you can say what you will. Maybe the show's just dropped in quality. Okay, fair, valid. Humbly, I don't think that's the case because I've had two conversations with people that do Michigan State media, and they've had their lowest numbers in what they do as well during this basketball team. Connor, sure, maybe all of our shows are bad. That's not true because the other two people I talk to, they do outstanding work with what they do. I think what we can hypothesize is that there is a massive wave of apathy around this basketball team. This is the fourth year in a row of this nonsense. People are sick and tired, and quite frankly, all the healthy individuals, the ones that can separate their emotions from college sports, they don't, they don't by and large, don't really care anymore. They might tune in during March, but no, us sick people, me, you, the listeners, and the viewers right now, the people that have an unhealthy relationship with this team, yeah, we still care, but by and large, most people care about football recruiting. So, Connor, that's where we're going to start. We're going to start with the sport that you know, the greater good actually does care about. So it's signing day, Connor. Happy signing day. Woohoo. Jalen Brown, right receiver out of Texas. He'll sign. Martin Connington, kicker out of Idaho. He'll sign. It's going to be a hoot and a half. Mike Sean Beeler out of Chicago. He's going to sign. But hey, Connor, Jaden Walker out of Portage Northern. It looks like he will be going to USC. He committed to Michigan State infamously like 12 hours before the whole Mel Tucker story broke. 
It's just one linebacker. Yes, one that we obviously want. Michigan State was fighting very hard to keep him. But the offseason's not totally tanked, right? This signing day still is a positive, in my opinion. And I'll finally let you talk. How do you view this signing day for Michigan State football? I mean, Walker must have known that we were having a podcast tonight. So he he had to, like, flip his <laughs> um last minute. Uh, I, I, I like the class overall. I think Smith did a really good job of, like, kind of, like, building slowly piece by piece with, you know, a month, a month and a half until – I guess he's had two full months, but like two months till signing sure. day, we went from like the 90 range and they're in the thirties. Now I can't complain about that. Yeah. It's like a typical, you know, diamonds in the rough. I, I think you were mentioned the the receiver that hasn't signed yet. Um, Brown. Yep. Jalen Brown. Yep. Um, he's already gotten a huge ratings boost. So like we, we might just have a coach who is D'Antonio. Like he finds these diamonds in the rough and, you know, he'll get the occasional four star, but we're not going to bank on, you know, selling these kids with Mercedes and, you know, yeah. goats on the field. But I, I like this better than the gimmicks. Yeah. Honestly. Give me the, give me this any day. We'll, we'll strike a balance here somewhere between like national recruiting, regional recruiting. And I'm going to blow this out, elaborate more on this in tomorrow's show. We're going to, you know, do more signing day tomorrow because <laughs> that's all anyone wants to hear about. No one wants to hear about this basketball team, Connor, but you are correct. Like going regional, there, there is something to that. Speaking of ratings boost, you talk about Jalen Brown, the Brown, the wide receiver out of Texas, getting a boost. Maybe this is why I'm absorbing the Jalen Walker thing a little easier, is because well, we already have a linebacker in this class. We touched a little bit on this yesterday. Um, on three, they don't like Brady Pretzlaff. They love Brady Pretzlaff, the four-star now and on three uh, linebacker out of Gaylord, Michigan. So we do have a linebacker in this class. Yes, of course, you could take multiple linebackers in a class. You know, it's not like a quarterback rolling one plays at a time. But still, it's not a glaring position of need like interior defensive line was for Michigan State. They got Mike Sean Beeler, and we're going to see if Dimitri Nicholas is going to be signing with Michigan State. Uh, it looks like all things considered that, yes, he is a verbal commit to Auburn right now. That things are trending good for Michigan State. He visited, had a great time. Ever since we did that show yesterday, though, I've been hearing from some people in the know that it's actually a toss-up. And... Again, I'm hearing this from like Michigan State side, so you could take this for what it's worth. It, it might not even be like a Dimitri Nicholas is like deciding whether or not he wants to go to Michigan State. It's more of like on Michigan State side if they're going to take him or not. So that gets an F for fascinating, Connor. So I guess that's the drama there. On signing day, Dimitri Nicholas, are you going to be a Spartan? Do you want to be a Spartan? Do we want you to be a Spartan? Who's to say what's going to happen here with Dimitri Nicholas? But again, just like Mike Schumbeiler, interior defensive lineman. I would like to see two of them in this class because uh, this is a show we've done many times now. Not necessarily a position group that was recruited by the last staff. So, yeah, that's that's what we got here for signing day. Anything else that, that you want to just throw in there, Con, or anything that you're going to be watching? Are you going to be just uh, camped out in front of a fax machine in East Lansing yourself, or what, what are your plans here for second signing day? I think I'm just gonna I'm just gonna watch highlights of the Kenneth Walker uh, 2021 season and and hope for the best. You know, I, I, signing day has been so watered down in recent years just because the early signing period usually takes a lot of the the intrigue out of it. So, and as, as Michigan State fans, I don't know when the last time we actually had like a an exciting signing day. Maybe Malik McDowell. Maybe. Oh, good, great times! That was, wow. I mean, like that was the last time I was I was on the edge of my seat on signing day. But, yeah. Oh God. His mom just office spacing the family fax machine is <laughs> <laughs> great times. Uh, basically just kidnapping her own child and bringing him down to Columbus saying you're going to play for Evan Meyer. And then well, luckily that, that never happened. Um, 
Man, oh man. Uh, okay, I'm 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 so on tilt from this basketball game, man. Uh, hey, hey, Connor. Hey, hey, head out of the head out of the hands there. Come on, Harlan Barnett's hired. Northwestern is going to hire former Michigan State head coach Harlan Barnett. Uh, this is how we'll end the first segment. Any any thoughts on Harlan landing on his feet? It is rumored that he will be a secondary or defensive backs coach down at Northwestern. But my quick thought: Hey, good for him to land on his feet. Like that's that's just mine. It was a quick take on my end. I don't know if you want to hammer on him or elaborate on how much you love him, but hey, Harlan. Yeah, I, I especially liked how that was announced during one of the most excruciating losses of my <laughs> Michigan State basketball fandom. Uh, super happy for the guy. Good luck to Northwestern. I'm sure they'll need it. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, that was nice too. <laughs> We're nice people. What can we say? I'm happy um, for Harlan's a great guy. I'm happy for Harlan. He, yeah. he deserved to land at a good spot. I think Northwestern's a good spot. All right. I think we did not, not to break my hand, pan ourselves in the back, but I think we did a really good job there uh, delivering a C minus signing day preview right there. Um, <laughs> all right. Now, it's time to take the lid off here in a hot second. But first, <laughs> need to talk your ears off about game time. That is right. The number one ticketing app in the world. Folks, I love the Game Time app for many reasons. Uh, the first reason, how much money they save you with their flash deals throughout the week. Just go ahead. If you're just killing time at work and you're going to go to a game or concert or comedy show this week and just scroll the app and you might land on a great flash deal. Or if you're last minute like I am, you love procrastinating as you're walking into the theater, the arena, the stadium, what have you. Their last minute deals are also second to none in the industry. It's two taps to buy your tickets. They are sent directly to your phone. You're not going to rummage through your email outside of the stadium with no service wondering, oh my God, when are these tickets going to get here? No. It's so easy with game time. And they want to save you even more money on top of all of those codes, especially, hey, for the big game going on this Sunday. If you're listening from Vegas, take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time right now. Game time users get $100 off a big game ticket with code Vegas100. Terms apply. Just download the game time app and use code Vegas100 for $100 off a big game ticket. Or if you're not going to the game, just use code locked on for $20 off your first purchase. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Here's Connor Muldowney. I'm sorry. I should have plugged literally anything you do before this show. Spartans Avenue, Spartan Shadows. I'm so sorry. I'm just so disoriented right now because... Only, only a sucker and an idiot would still get riled up over this basketball team, not just from what we've already seen this season, but the last four years of just mediocrity. But here I am. Um, Connor, I, I've done so much rambling already, and you're just such a, a great person and a great guest. I'll let you bet first here. What, what's got your goat about tonight's game? Just what what has got your goat above everything? There's no, there's only about fifty eight options to pick from, Connor. So choose wisely here. Um, um, let's see. I could go down a whole list of things off the top of my head. Uh, do it. Do make, it. Missing free throws. You know, 
what, I don't know, we were seven for 17 or something? Uh, we were seven of 17, and it wasn't even that good, quite frankly. It wasn't even yeah. that good. Malik Hall might be, like, the worst veteran free throw shooter I've ever seen in my entire – like, I can bank on him missing one of two at, at the very least. Oh, uh, certainly. Like, if it's a bonus, he's not getting the bonus. Okay, so no. free throw is horrible. Yeah. Why do we still pass it in the post to Maddie? Why do we still pass it in the post to Cooper? Why is Jackson Kohler playing two minutes a game? Why do we see Xavier Booker for, you know, 30 seconds a game? Uh, you know, our guards just run around for 25 seconds and then jack up a fadeaway three-pointer. We scored 20-something points in the second half when we had a nine-point lead. We came out of the gates red hot on offense. Then we just stopped playing offense. We just stopped doing what worked. Uh Turnovers in the first half were some of the worst I've ever seen in my life. AJ Hogard just is a, a shell of himself from the tournament run last year. He just he had a single-handed six-point swing in the game. A sing, he oh, was, it was more. It, it, it was more. It was more. It was five because uh, Cam Christie missed the free throw, but you know he he missed the, uh -huh. the layup or whatever shot he took that was just contested and stupid. Oh, I got it written down. Christie on a three. Like, and of course, Cam Christie is the better Christie. Like, of course he is. Why wouldn't he be? He was only ranked 100th in the nation, and we got Max Christie, who was ranked like seventh. Can, can I interrupt with, with a fun with a fun stat? Everyone's gonna love this stat right here. I looked this up. I love and this. Is a re, this is a real stat. This isn't me doing a comedy bit. This isn't me, you know, trying to get a fast one on you. Cam Christie, five three pointers tonight. Would you like to guess how many three-pointers Max Christie made in the whole month of February when he was a Spartan? Is it four? four? It's yeah. four. Cam Christie made more three-pointers tonight against Michigan State than Max Christie did in the whole month of February when he was a Spartan. I'm sorry. I just wanted to interrupt with that fun fact here brought to you by Locked on Spartans, your team in green and white every day. We <sighs> – just, I just – What's like, funny? What's funny? Why are we laughing? I, I just like – I want to say so many things that would just be so – like, I would regret it tomorrow. So, I'm just going to – I'm just going to – Okay. That's growth. That's growth. That's um, gross. Mind I, if I take the wheel? Because the you, you, brought, up, you brought up some points. Yeah. You brought up some points that, that I want to hammer on. And, you know, let's start with Malik Hall, a guy that I've been very vocal in praising so far. And the anti-Malik Hall camp, woo, chalk up the victory for you today. That was – uh, not great. Now, hey, he was uh, a ghost largely in the second half. And here, here is what, like, he was double teamed a lot more tonight than he usually is. He was, I don't think, flustered by it, but certainly not looking for his shot. Okay, that's one thing. That's one excuse is what we'll call it. You know what's inexcusable, Connor, is that when he was at his worst tonight is not when there were two defenders around him, not even one, but zero defenders around him because just like you said and just like we all saw – one of six from the free throw line, Connor. One of six from the free throw did line for Malik Hall. How many did we lose by? We lost by three, and this was largely uh, you. Some may say, some may say that they were important. Um, yeah. So that was the Malik Hall experience right there. You also mentioned Madi Sissoko, and God bless him, great kid. Uh, suffered a horrible loss to his family lately. I, I got to do this whenever we talk about Madi because he's such a great kid. Um, you know how Izzo will bench people depending on who you are and how long you've been here, apparently. Um, if you get blown by a defense or you don't box out, you give up a rebound. You know how you get auto-benched, basically, under Tom Izzo? This might be extreme, but honestly, I've seen enough now where I firmly actually believe this. 
if anyone is passing the ball to the post and then the post player is either if they can get away without traveling first and foremost, if they try a post shot contested, both the post player and the guard that threw them the ball both get auto benched. It is a turnover whenever that happens. The only times they can score is if no one is within 10 feet of them. And if you think I'm just kidding, yes, Carson Cooper, he did have that one bucket today. Excuse me for not celebrating a seven-footer making a two-foot shot. Okay, the other two baskets by Madi and Carson Cooper were on the run. They, they, they were impossible to miss. Connor, oh, my, oh, I just pulled this from the printer here. I got another fun fact brought to you by Locked on Spartans, your team every day in green and white. Twelve conference games so far this year, Connor. Twelve conference games. How many times this year has the centers combined for double-digit points? How many times this year? Double-digit points. Ten or more points. I'm going to say two. Someone give this man a Christmas ham. He, he is bang on. It's twice. Uh, it's once. Actually, the first time uh, against Minnesota. They scored ten on the dot, and then they blistered Northwestern for 17 points and, of course, a loss. So that's ten games with your three scholarship centers. And we'll call Jackson Kohler a center for this exercise here that you're not even getting double-digit points. Like, it's really bad. So when I'm over here stewing, screaming, saying, oh, it's a turnover, they should it, – it, it really is it, – it is a wasted possession. It is like kneeing the ball in football. Like, no, nothing, nothing good ever happens when the ball gets dumped down inside. Now, let's focus on the why, man of – oh, Why are we still passing the ball to the post? Like, honestly, when, when yes. Jackson Kohler is not on the floor, why are we giving yes. the ball – because – Maddie thinks he's prime Shaq when he gets the ball. Uh, dude, he, he like, never passes out, and he's always taking no. a contested fadeaway no. hook shot that comes a foot short every single. Short. Time. Yeah, I, I talked about this uh, on the the last post game show. Uh, I, I just I would love to see him miss lawn. I don't even care if he makes it anymore. Just give me something different to look at, other than coming up eighteen inches short on one of these shots, man. Like this. Okay, great kid. And, and that's and that's what makes it so hard. Just great kid. Carson Cooper, an amazing kid. These kids are just so amazing, so great. And that's what pains me about it. But we're doing a college sports show. Where it's time to have an honest dialogue here. And, again, I, I do this all the time when we talk about them. It goes back to the coaching staff for having those be your centers that you're going into the season with. I think I could have told you that this was the body that you were going to get all season. I think I could have told you that, hey, um, maybe – focusing so much on the zero star uh, as a sophomore to be like your main guy if Mati doesn't work out. Maybe not the best idea. Uh, and then Jackson Kohler, I get the whole injury, makes it uh, very interesting. But look, I, it's, it's not like this guy was averaging 14 and 8 last year. <laughs> you know, it's not too surprising of a season to see from him so far. Again, his career's not over. The injury did set him back. We're going to give Jackson somewhat of a pass here, but Goes back on the coaching staff. Know if he this has week. a foot? Like we haven't even seen him play. Like, is did he have a foot amputated? Is that why he's not playing? Honestly, is he an amputee? Oh, is he I, playing I, on a peg. I, I quite frankly, I'm I'm fine with. Hold on, how many? Do, he played five minutes. Quite frankly, I'm five fine with minutes. Him playing five I, I'm fine. I, I, to me, that's five minutes too much. Like, I it's just it, he he missed so much developmental time, and like it's just. It's not so winning. It's, it's winning time right now. Or on offense, like we don't have a guy who can just take the ball and back someone down unless it's Malik Hall. No, it was Malik Hall until he's double teamed. And then, well, the, the whole game plan goes, I mean, that's your blueprint for the rest of the season, by the way, for MSU opponents, just double team Malik Hall. And 
There goes the scoring options down low for Michigan State. Uh-oh. <laughs> there we go. Uh, we're going to get to the man of the hour here in a second. Uh, that would be your senior point guard, A.J. Hogarth. I, we're just doing a full circle show right now, Connor, because I remember doing this after the James Madison game. wondering where you were, A.J. Well, oh, he was here all right. And uh, you said it was a five-point swing. Uh, Connor, I think that was way too kind to A.J. Hogarth. But first, I'm keeping you on the screen for this one. I'm sorry. First, you need to talk your ears off about FanDuel Sportsbook, America's number one sportsbook. Connor, are you watching the Super Bowl this Sunday? If I have to. Yeah, that's kind of my attitude towards it. But you know what's going to get me to that television, Connor, is the wagers I will be making courtesy of FanDuel. Now, if you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing some of your favorite football snacks, and placing some super bets. That is right. Sam Darnold, 201 to an MVP this Super Bowl Sunday. That's right. So, hey, Brock Purdy, he gets detonated, blown to smithereens in the first quarter of the game, and then Sam Darnold comes in and throws three touchdowns, $1 to win 200 smackaroos. That is right. Now, that's asking a lot here. If you're a new customer, getting $200 in bonus bets is a little easier than that. If you're a new customer, if your first bet of $5 or more wins, you get $200 in bonus bets. Now, not only can you bet on MVP and who will win the Super Bowl, how many points will be scored, but there are so many other props out there. If you just have to kill time at work tomorrow, just take 10, 15 minutes and peruse all the props over at FanDuel. It is the best sports book out there. Just visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sports book partner of the NFL. Back to talking NCAA basketball with my near-dear loser of a friend, Connor Muldowney, because we're just two losers in a giant loser pee pod. Because all we do is talk about Michigan State when they lose. I swear. What was they, the last time we talked after a win, honestly? Bro, I, it's a 404 error not found. I, it's like we, <laughs> we don't do it. They, they could have Holt High School on the schedule. I say, hey, Connor, do you want to join for that postgame show? And it will be Holt 68, MSU 50. Like It's whatever. Enough about us. We need to talk about A.J. Hogard, and this is a guy that, yeah, we've been pretty hard on sometimes this year. We've also sung his praises the four times it's been worth doing so. But here's a conversation that all fan bases do of any sport really is that this team can only go as far as blank takes us and I think ring-a-ding-ding we got our answer tonight because Tyson Walker exits the game with his groin injury which by the way once again uh another episode where we should be singing Tyson Walker's praises set the Tom Izzo era record for most games consecutive in double digits with 34 games but just another game that's a loss, and we're not going to talk about him at all. Because do you know how far this team goes, Connor? It's as far as A.J. Hogarth takes them. And we just learned because, oh, Tyson, he's gone. A.J., buddy, it's your team. Mr. 23-year-old senior point guard that's upset he wasn't on the Bob Cousy watch list. It's your time to guide this team to a victory with a, what, a nine-point lead when Tyson Walker left? And here is what happened. Break the 18-footer with 16 seconds left on the shot clock. Shooting foul at the other end. Another bricked 18-footer. And then, oh, another shooting foul. This one was on a three-pointer, and he got lucky it wasn't a four-point play. And then chased it with a layup miss that didn't even graze the rim, Connor. Hey, it's AJ time, baby. Guys, it's all, I'm not even talking about the end of the game free throws because, quite frankly, every single person that has a brain – Knew that all three of those were not going in. I texted my group chat immediately, and I said, two of three is a lock right now. Of course, that last one was clanking off. We're looking for a serious point guard to make that kind of a, a play at the end of the game. And then the mislayup at the end of the game, what, what else did you expect? So 
that's how far the team can go as far as AJ takes. And because we've seen Tyson have great games that ultimately fall in losses because he needs a wingman. And it should be AJ, Mr. Note taking. Oh, I'm not on the koozie watch list. Home guard, but here we go. That's, 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 I know, I know it took for, uh, took a while for us to get to him. And I know this is very mean, but, uh, I, I like it's hard working on kids, but are they, they're 23 years old? Are they kids anymore? <laughs> AJ, uh, AJ, if you're watching, this is your intervention. He's not. You're not watching, probably. Maybe no. I don't know. We're hating on you, so you're probably writing us down in your notebook. Um, Please do. I just figure it out. Like actually figure it out. We had a great game from Walker. A great yeah. game from Aikens. Yeah. He played out of his mind. Yeah. And the one guard that we should expect to have a steady game every single time out is just in the clouds. I, I honestly don't know. I don't know one, like I can't give you one play where I was like, wow, that was a good play. Like maybe the first pass of the game. That, that's it. Yeah, that's it. And, and and that was one that me and you could have made. <laughs> that's like, it wasn't anything, you know, extraordinary. Uh, yeah. I mean, he had like what? Six assists. Like great. That's awesome. But he was a net negative. Uh, quite literally, he was a minus eight today in the box score. Uh, the only two guys and, that and were lower, Mati Sissoko and Malik Hall, both share that title with a minus nine tonight. So. I'm, I'm assuming that like 17th year Minnesota big man who I've never heard of before was like plus 25 or something. I don't I don't know. There's there's always someone who just destroys us for no good reason. <laughs> so beside the point of the AJ thing, like the AJ thing drives me nuts. He's the most he's gonna be the most polarizing. Michigan State basketball player. Yeah. That I can remember. I don't know. Like, it's, it, he's not like, he either has a really, really good game and you're just like, all right, that's AJ. Like, finally, like, he finally figured it out. Or he has these games where you're just like, is he just, like, is he for real? Like, is he for real? That was. Don't, don't need the 18 footer with 16 seconds left on the clock. You've never been that kind of a shooter. You'll never be that kind of a shooter. I don't know what we're doing with that shot. Like, the, the missed layup. Okay. Like, I'm just piling on adding that because that is his game attacking the rim. And sometimes they fall, sometimes they don't, but like, what, like, I, I feel like, uh, what was it Patrick Ewing? That was a Georgetown coach when he was like, what have you ever ch- shot that shot? What have you ever shot that shot in your entire life? Like, what have you ever made that shot in your entire life? <laughs> when the shot went down, the odds of him shooting a contested, like 15 footer are like minus 10,000. That's the thing. It, it was. It wasn't even at the end of the shot clock for these two yeah. instances. Right when Tyson hit the bench. I'm sorry. I let out a cackle uh, when you mentioned uh, Parker Fox, the seventh year senior, because yeah, the, yeah, he had the highest plus minus. He was plus eleven. <laughs> let, let the game. So yeah, of course it wasn't just your eyes. That that was. Well, and he ever did what three and two? Yeah, that makes sense. <sighs> no kidding, dude. So like, I don't know. That's that's the. That's that's AJ Hogar just special right there, and I, like I feel ridiculous. It's the definition of insanity doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. But yeah, of, of course. Um, Connor, I I, th- I think I put my thumb on it of why this hurts, and no, it's not because that we're just both mentally unhinged individuals that care way too much about college sports. Like that's that's totally not it. That, that's totally no, not it. No. Um, and I know why this hurts, even though before the season. I, I, I circled this game and I said, that's probably your loss. Random 9 p.m. game in the middle of February on the road. Now, granted, I thought it'd be like our fifth loss of the season. So, like, I wasn't going to be this upset about it. But here's why I am this upset about it, Connor. It's because I think this was like the last bastion of hope this week. That road win at Minnesota. Well, not a tournament team, although they might be now after this game. And then a home win against top 10 Illinois. 
Like that is the pair of games. You win both of those off the heels of, you know, a pretty nice run that Michigan state's been on the last four or five games is that then you can see or talk yourself into a March run coming with this, especially with those performances coming from your seniors. I like, and that's, it's not the first time we've seen it this year. It's just, that was the straw that broke my back is that, okay, if you're going to be someone this year ever, it's going to be gut check time this week at Minnesota, a road game, which is obviously very tough in the big 10. That's been very clear to us. And then a nice road or a nice home win against top 10 Illinois. You win both those games, which by the way, you're going to be favored in about four in both of those games. Like they were today. And then we can start believing. I think that's why it hurts. It's because, okay, uh, but belief has just flown out the window now for, for me. I will crawl back by the time March starts. Don't get me wrong because I'm an idiot. I'm a sucker. I'm a loser. But, like, for now, like, as I'm rationally thinking, like, I, I, I know it's, it, that that nothing's going to happen this year. <laughs> it's It sucks, I think, more because Izzo's going to say the same exact things in his press conference that we've heard for the last eight losses before this. And it's just going to be – no, I wish, you know, our seniors stepped up. It's like your seniors haven't stepped up all year long. Maybe maybe a couple of games, maybe Malik last game, maybe, you know, uh, there's been a couple of games where the seniors actually stepped up, but, like, that's the constant that we keep hearing is the seniors need to step up, and it doesn't happen, and we lose games like this against, you know, four years ago, we beat this team by 20. Like, four years ago when we have a legit team that actually had a killer instinct, we win by 20 points. Yeah. There was not a guy on Minnesota tonight that I was like, oh, my God. Like, maybe Christy, maybe. Dude, the energy was out of that building in the second half. Like, the second half starts. The, the crowd is about a third less than when the game started. And they're Whoa. down nine. And, like, there is no juice. But leave it to just A.J. Hogard with whack shot selection and then fouls at the other end to bring any sign of life back to the barn. Not to throw it all on one player because this was clearly – a joint effort with a lot of players, but like you talk who got the energy back and how they got the energy back in that building. Uh, look no further than super senior point guard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like yeah, there was, there was no energy. Like even when, when Walker went out, we were up by nine and then uh, Holloman had that wide open three that would have put us up by 12. Like then I was like, okay, like maybe, maybe Walker just got hit in the groin. He's fine. He'll come back. We'll have like a nice, comfortable lead when he comes back. And I, they just forgot how to play basket. Like they just need Walker to be on the floor for them to know how to play basketball, which is shocking from an Izzo team that never relies on one person. They're so lost without him. So They're lost. They have no idea what to do. They have no idea what to do. And it's so frustrating to watch. Speaking of frustrating, speaking of the Izzo press conference, let's just go ahead and read this quote. This is from Kyle Lawson of MLive. Izzo, quote, I'm upset. I'm really upset. I've made it pretty clear that you've got to win with your guards down the stretch. Also blames his coaching, particularly not calling a timeout after Walker left and Minnesota went on a run. That's been a theme all season is that he's just lost the art of using a timeout. Um, And then he also added, uh, we have to figure out a way to get Xavier Booker on the court more. I'm I'm kidding. I was about to lose. Right I'm kidding. I, I'm sure so just drove their car to a median. You're testing me right now. That's, that was a test. That was a test. Um, uh, no, unfortunately, you have to wait until next Monday to get that quote verbatim, um, unfortunately. By the way, Xavier Booker, three minutes today. Um, yeah. Don't worry. He'll talk about it. He'll talk about how he needs to. Oh, sure. 
And Cohen Carr, did we did Cohen Carr play other than like the two minutes that he was he he got he missed those free throws and then he came out of the game and never was seen again. Does he has he played in a second half this year? That's a serious question. Oh boy, howdy. I don't uh, think I've seen him in a second half. No memory of it. <laughs> if, if, if he if he has, I don't remember it. Uh, oh man. I don't think he has. I honestly don't remember a second half where I was like, oh, Cohen Carr, like good play. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know why I care anymore. I don't. I don't know. No, that like I'm so jealous of like the apathetic people. Like you know, that, like because I'm sure I'm sure you have friends like this, Connor. I, I do in my life. They're like, oh, I, I forgot there's even a game today. It's like, oh, uh, I don't even care if they lose anymore. It's like uh, you, you lucky. You, you guys are, you guys are lucky. You yeah. guys are lucky because I can never, ever, ever emotionally detach myself from this team, whether it's football, whether it's basketball. Like, no, unfortunately. Oh, we're here every game until the clock hits zero, baby, because uh, that's just what mental illness and instability can do to a person, is that. So uh, To be fair, uh, I think I detached from football season this year. It was it was easy to detach from football season this year. So, you know, okay, as I'm wearing my, my Ford Field commemorative shirt of, of this year's Penn State game, um, like, I <laughs> did walk in. Why do you own Dude, because outside the stadium, they were selling for $5. I was I, like... You can't get anything for five dollars in the year of uh, our Lord two thousand twenty three anymore. So of course I bought the Ford Field shirt, but no, you were like I did go into like that game, the Ohio State game, like with, with like not even feeling anything. But it's like I know I'm going to sit down and watch this entire game, and then like have thoughts afterwards. But yeah, it's I don't know, it's 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 been a really weird stretch of months here at MSU fandom, and I'm sure a lot of people can agree with this. That's that's going to be like a one a one of one shirt in like ten years. Nobody in the world is going to hold that shirt. Like the, the guy, the guy who bought these and was selling these outside of Ford Field, like probably was going to charge forty bucks for these. Like they they, oh, yeah. they were just going to just absolutely make hey, they were going to retire off these shirts, and then. What was this? What was the final score of that game? It was like ninety-nine to zero. Oh, it, was, it was not close. I can't believe someone actually owns a shirt. Like, I give you oh, props yeah. for even spending five dollars on that. I that's hey, I want to forget for sure. You can't celebrate the good times as hard if you weren't there during the bad times. And this is living proof that I was there in person for the I bad times. A bowl shirt, just a Ford Field <laughs> Screw a bull shirt. Who needs a bull shirt when you got Ford Field oh, Spartans Nets? 2023. No, I love this shirt. It's That's great. probably my favorite shirt I've ever seen, honestly. Other than like the the Peyton Thorne shirt, where it's like him and Izzo and oh, that's a banger shirt. Oh, that that shirt is flames. <laughs> that's like a top three shirt. That's up there. That's, oh. that's gonna be top five. And an eight, two or three. That that is a that is a one A shirt. Um. Uh well, now that we've gotten off on a tangent here, um, anything else you want to rail on before we just go and enjoy the rest of our days here in East Lansing? Um. No. Not really. I just, I wish I had more, more energy to give you. I just, this team just. Oh, just you being here is honestly enough. I, I can't believe you keep coming on here. <laughs> it's like, I can't believe you keep coming here. I can't believe people still listen and watch because this, like, th these are reruns. These are rerun shows at this point. Like, it, it's it, like the losses all look the same <laughs> by and large. <laughs> people like this sad, I think, honestly. Yeah. But maybe if we like, Maybe if we don't schedule me coming on before a game, and when I come on after like a really, really big win where we're just like on yeah. cloud nine. But then again, I I don't know. Those don't, don't, don't happen. I don't know what I'm talking about. I'll see I'll see you Saturday then. I'll see you Saturday. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. You have uh, keep... an encore after an overtime one point loss to a top ten team to really solidify our resume. 
just going to read this comment really quick. This is from Keith on, on YouTube. Uh, Illinois will finish the Spartans off. Izzo tournament streak is over. Keith, here's the thing. I, I like. I don't even think that would actually sink Michigan State. Like, yes, this loss definitely gets them closer to the bubble conversation. Like Now, now they are squarely on the bubble. But I, I don't think another quad one loss like that would, would even knock this team out of the tournament. Yeah, they, they would put them even closer to the bubble, of course, and getting knocked out. But like, I just... It's, they're, they're like cockroaches. They, like nothing, nothing can kill this team yet. No matter how many lumps they take, like they, they still just scotch tape their legs together and get to the next game. And yeah, I, I don't know. That's, that's a pretty good, that's a pretty good. I mean, it is yeah, like a team of cockroaches. Like th- this won't affect them. I feel it. I, like past teams would be furious about this loss. The one thing that I can say about this team is that they just I feel like they just don't even remember that they lost a game. They just go on to the next one and play like it's just I guess that's they're that's, used to it. That's they're used to it. Bad thing. Yeah, I mean they've they're used to it. Like that, that, that is not, they have, yeah. have known nothing different. For, for four years, four years changes the culture. Four years of mediocrity changes the culture. Mm-hmm. I, I know that, that we all rail for the or, or we all cry for the Cassius era, you know, the, the Taylor Lucas era, the, the Travis Tricer, like those guys were bred in winning cultures no one here is bred in a winning culture (laughs) this is it you can hear your coach on the podium cry up and down all you want but like that's that that he's talking about the days of yore the days you weren't even around for so yeah like that that, that's why it might seem like yeah this this team might not actually care i would kill for even like a like a colby wallenman like give me like Someone that was just here Someone, for Someone, just like a win, like a winner. Give me a winner on this. Hey. <laughs> All right, too far. That's, that's probably too mean. No, you know what? No, it's not. They're losing. Colby Wollman probably gives you more than, what, six combined points and how many rebounds tonight from the uh, – Give me okay, so, George. So. Give me uh, – Now we're talking. Me, now we're me, getting somewhere. Keebler. Give me – I don't know. Give me Dan someone. Chapman, Keenan Wenzel. We're playing the hits right now. Michael Peterson. Great <laughs> work, but uh, – Greg Greg Roy. Uh that's Greg uh, Roy, man. Oh, even uh what's his name? Little uh Hoiberg. Oh, Jack Hoiberg? Oh man, he that's step back Jack was special. <laughs> he was special. Man, when he had the ball in his hands, he was a threat to score. I'm not even trolling. I actually enjoyed watching him play basketball. Oh, it was it was it was a it was a sight to see. It was a spectacle. It, yeah. it was it was great. Oh man, we're going long. Mr. Lockdown is going to come to my door tomorrow and say, "What? What was the T-shirt talking? The name that walk on talk at the end? All about that's you've lost us the FanDuel account. You've lost us the the fans the shirt one more time before we go. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, hey, again, that looks if, if, ten sizes too big because it is ten sizes too big, Connor. <laughs> that's, that's it. was all XL and above there at, 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 at a man's table. <laughs> over there, I, so. I was only five bucks. That is correct. So, um, yeah. In order to celebrate the good times, should they ever happen again, you got you got to look at where we are. The bad times. Um, that's a yeah, lie. You can you can easily you can easily take a step away from this and then come back when things get better. Like no one's actually going to judge you. But like this is what I'm just going to keep going to keep telling myself is that in order to enjoy the good times, we're going to wallow our way through the bad times. Hockey, Connor. hockey school, hockey school. Remember speaking that. Of, speaking of hockey, talking hockey tomorrow. JD Jerbear. Uh, so we're gonna do some signing day, some hockey tomorrow. The fun one. He gets the he gets the fun one. Yeah. 
I mean, I'm not even a hockey guy, but man, I would kill to be like the world's biggest. Do you, hockey just, fan. Do you just want to be a hockey guy now? Like, no, no, no. Do you know why? It's because the season would just tank once we anoint you the hockey guy. Like, no, I think the season would take off the second I stop paying attention. Mm, now we're talking. Now we're talking. Yeah, spin zone. <sighs> Viewers, listeners. I love you all. I, I truly, I genuinely mean that from the bottom of my heart. Um, Connor, I love you as well. I'm sorry. This is just how, how life is when we talk. It's, it's, <laughs> it's all love between us. Every time I see your face, I know something tragic just happened to us. We've never shared like a mutual smile that like didn't have like anger behind it. Like the graduate at the graduate, we did all the God, that's great times. All the smiling and laughing that we've done today was like done with like gritted teeth. <laughs> like it's yeah. One day we will share a genuine smile on this show. One day. Every podcast that come on is one less year on my life, pretty much. That's more of it. But it's true. I mean, this team just... just... Right. Hey, gang. Till tomorrow. Signing day. Big day tomorrow. Demetri Nicholas, stay tuned. Who who knows? Uh, I don't. Mike Sean Beeler, he'll sign. Jalen Brown. Martin Connington. Yeah. Go Green. Love you all. Go Green. God, make it stop. Just...